One of my favourite things about Christmas is Christmas music. And every Christmas I get a whole load of Yuletide MP3s, download them onto some CDs and take them to my family to annoy them with Christmas reggae for the duration of the holiday. What do you guys think about Christmas music? Fans? I bloody love Christmas music. I've got fond memories of uh, listening to Wham. What Wham song? Uh, Last Christmas, Dan. Yeah, Wham has soundtracked many a Christmas. That, that's not really a particularly Christmassy song, though. It's a weird... Well... It's not a jolly Christmas song, is it? It's a specific genre of Christmas song, Charlie. It's sad Christmas. It's sad, oh, lovey-dovey Christmas song. And there's some classic sad Christmas songs out there. I wouldn't say the overall mood is sombre. George sounds like he's having a whale of a time in some <laughs> respects. But, uh, yeah, Christmas music is amazing, definitely. I think one of the main problems with it, though, is there's just not enough of it. It gets recycled again and again. Yeah. And we are on a never-ending quest to create Christmas songs, but what do you think is the key to a classic Christmas song? What are the key ingredients to making one? Slow bells. That is well high up on the list, isn't That's it? That's right Sleigh in there bells. at number one or two, definitely. Brass. Yes. Yes. Because that just sounds like, you know, Salvation Armies. I'd go brass, children, and then even higher, brass played by children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then even higher than that, brass children. Just some brass children in a line. Just uh, line up a whole load of children made of brass. Uh, that could be your single next year, Dan. Brass <laughs> children. And there's no music. It's just a video in your front garden. Could you not play them like a xylophone? Ding, dong, dong, ding, ding, ding. Line them all up. Be like a tubular bell Christmas song. Now... Are the children dead? <laughs> well, no, they're brass. <laughs> oh, they've always been brass. Yeah. It depends. If you set it in the Victorian era, they probably are. Maybe if, <laughs> the thing is, maybe like they were children, uh, happy, running free, and then like a yeah. witch turned them into brass. And so now the best thing we can do is play them like a xylophone. <laughs> like a Making the best of a bad job. <laughs> all right, well, I'll do that then. And uh, at the end of the song, they all disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is fitting into the category of sad Christmas now, isn't yeah, it? I know, it's gone back to wham. What other um, Christmas elements do you think would be good? I'm going to say the word Christmas. Yes. Just, it makes you think of Christmas for some reason. One of the best things about Christmas songs is they are very root one. You they don't are. really have to delve into them too deeply. And I like that because I'm an impatient man. I know. You don't have to think too much about the lyrics, <laughs> no, do you? No. Driving home for Christmas. What's he doing? Oh, he's driving home. When is it? Christmas. <laughs> you, you don't really you even need I mean? to listen to the no, song. No, you Just don't really. Glance at the title <laughs> and you're filled with Christmas cheer. Yeah, you kind of got to open. First line of the song has to be exactly what the song is doing or is about. You can't yeah, yeah. You know, wait until the second or third line and set the scene. No, just go straight in there. And to go back to Wham, last Christmas I gave you my heart, the very next day you gave it away. That's the first line, isn't it? That's yeah. essentially the whole song in, like, two lines. Done. Perfect. Just finish that. Song. He's like, I should probably explain that further, and then goes into the rest <laughs> of the song, but you know it straight away. Yeah, that is the third line. Oh, I should probably explain that a bit more detail. <laughs> um, and then I feel like saying, don't bother. I like his last Christmas is good because it opens with sleigh bells in the intro. Yeah, I mean, so it, it, right there you've got you know it's Christmas because they're sleigh bells, and then he goes last Christmas, and then it finishes with the clatter of deceased Victorian brass children uh, <laughs> around a massive cathedral. So you just hear them clattering around the floor uh, to fade. Oh, it's really <laughs> solemn. And then we all go and have a cry. Get on with Christmas. <laughs> Hooray! Well, I mean, I suppose the other way to it is just to describe something Christmassy, not specifically about the song, but, you know, so you think, uh, you know, ding dong, merrily on high. I mean, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, what? <laughs> it's <laughs> just abstract but Christmas. It sounds jolly, images. so you're kind of, you're in a, on an upbeat straight from that. You're like, Ooh. You could sing anything in that melody. It's true. You could go, Victorian children are dying, and you're still kind <laughs> of like, 
you know, it sounds like something fun's going to happen. <laughs> Clattering around the church floor. <laughs> That's a good one to use to break bad news, isn't it? Ding dong, merrily on high. Your husband's in a car crash. <laughs> but then, it, then you see, oh. they're looking down set, so you can just brighten them up with la 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 On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two singing chumps. Guys, I think the whole process of carol singing is for chumps. <laughs> wow, big statement. <laughs> that is a bold statement to start with. And I'll tell you what's the problem with it. No one's organising it. <laughs> it's a complete free-for-all. No one knows what's going on, so I propose there should be an MC. Because okay. I'll tell you, picture the scene. Right, there's lot. I can't picture the, you know, no... <laughs> Rich, this has got you so riled up you can't even talk. Okay. With carol singing, sometimes there's some chumps that just come outside your door and start singing. And then it's like, oh, so I've got to open the door now. Or do I wait and just let you sing through the window and then go out and give them some money? Or do you open the door while they're singing, which is really, really awkward? It's, there's just no organisation at all. So are you suggesting that maybe there should be some government regulations? <laughs> Either some government regulations, or maybe each group of cow singers should have some sort of MC right. that, uh, that sort of <laughs> announces what's going <laughs> to happen. Do you know what I mean? Because what upsets me is that there's no real official process to it. I know what you mean. They sing and then they don't talk, do they, really? No, they don't talk and it's like, oh... So what happens now? I give you some money. So someone comes round to your house and goes, all the people in your house say ho! <laughs> no, not even that, Dan. I'd prefer something more formal, like the carol singing has begun. <laughs> Please feel free to donate once the carol singing is ended. Sing, and then they go. Just say that I know where I am. So your problem with it is the fact that the, the carol singing as a process is so untidy whereas it's not the fact that the singing is shoddy that is the biggest bugbear as well charlie that you're (laughs) exchanging money for a load of crap basically (laughs) aren't you they might as well take a dump on your doorstep and you pay them it's like a rampaging mob from frankenstein or something they're there with like a couple of blazing lanterns it's organized crime but not very well organized yeah obviously not so rich how about uh, someone comes to your house and gives you maybe a schedule. Yeah. 8.03, carol singers arrive at the door. 8.04, nice. singing commences. Yeah, I'd like some sort of itinerary just yeah. so I know where I am because you know what I'm like. I'm scared of everything. So, <laughs> yeah, you um, I need to know about things before. Human interaction is one of the things you're particularly scared <laughs> yeah. of, isn't it? I hate it. <laughs> but haven't you been there? Like, it is literally one of the most awkwardest things in the world when you open a door to some singing people. It's a bit like listening to anyone singing not being in the context of like them being on stage yeah so it's not a gig it's literally 10 people singing at one person yeah whenever the people singing are equal to or more than the people they're singing at then it's massively awkward i think that's the general christmas equation yeah i know they've got strength in numbers (laughs) it's the same thing when uh like your friend for example rich says oh, i'm gonna play you my new song and then plays it to you and you just like look at them yeah it's hard because you don't know what to do do you stare them directly in the face or is that off is that gonna put them off yeah how could they get anywhere so what do you do when the carol singers come do you stare at them in the face i sometimes i just ignore them <laughs> Which, uh... just i just go for slowly fading fixed grin classic like slowly fading fixed grin well you open the door with a big cheesy smile and then as it keeps going just like yeah and you kind of start trying to look subtly at your watch just to gauge exactly. kind of what you're missing on tv and like and, and applaud loudly at the end of one of the songs like oh that is the end of the whole thing the that's the end yeah. Whoa, yeah no that's great guys that's great um uh morse is on i need to get back in or maybe some sort of like yeah like britain's got talent type format with the three <laughs> x's maybe we could do that sort of approach once you've got three bezzes that means your shit (laughs) it's time to end now
Maybe we could get Ant and Deck involved. <laughs> They'd do anything, really, wouldn't they'd, they? They'd do emceeing Christmas caroling yeah. of the world. So they'd come round, they'd give you an itinerary, maybe like a, a week in advance. <laughs> yeah. And then on the night, they'd come round and just explain it, talk you all through it as well, tell you how all the cast are feeling and, you know, the drama backstage. Like this small child at the front had a problem getting his woolly hat on over his giant sticking out ears. <laughs> There's been a trauma there. They'll put, like, sad classical music behind that story and we'll all feel really bad for him but still vote him off anyway then i might donate <laughs> yeah <laughs> on the third day of christmas my true love gave to me three queen's quips right the queen's speech every year on christmas day at 3 p.m she gives a speech to the nation and i think in this will be my 26th christmas and uh i've seen it once i think because, frankly, it's pretty boring. Now, that is more times than I've seen it, Charlie. I've seen it nuns. I've seen it loads. Really? Yeah, because, like... You love her so much, Rich, you might as well marry her. I know. I'm just keeping an eye on her. <laughs> I mean, she's, there's a national anthem. She stands or sits down or whatever, and it's kind of just rattles off something that's quite dull. Does she sing the national anthem? I haven't no. seen it. No, I don't... Because, I mean, what would you do? You'd be singing, like, God save me. Oh, yeah, it wouldn't work. Yeah. God, that's so arrogant that she opens with that song about her. Yeah. Doesn't it end with it, though, Charlie? Oh, maybe it, does. yeah, maybe it does, yeah. Hey, I've seen it more than you guys. You haven't got a clue what's <laughs> yeah, going yeah. on. For all you know, the last few years, she interviewed Peter Andre on his <laughs> forthcoming album and things like that, but <laughs> yes, you don't it's know, like, do you? It's like the one show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Essentially. I, I mean, really, the, the thing is, I think she should do something to make it a bit more exciting yeah they definitely need to include some kind of uh, behind the scenes after show program um prince philip presents it and it's on itv2 sure giving you all the thinking behind the speech exactly it's like oh say so how did the speech go oh it was amazing <laughs> best speech of my life i just really felt i connected with the nation this year and then they go to some like people that aren't that famous and say how well do you think the queen connected to the nation this year oh, i thought she connected quite well peter andre how do you think the queen connected <laughs> with the nation <laughs> and and when's your new album out <laughs> yeah it'd be exactly like yeah. that so rich as the expert what actually is the queen's speech what does she say what does Basically, she even say she actually doesn't say a lot about christmas really no she talks about she goes all the troops um, oh yeah We're normally at war So it's normally about the troops I'll give you a laydown She goes All the troops Yeah Well done Etc Yeah Love what you're doing <laughs> Love your work um, What else does she say Like she's She shows a montage Of her like Shaking hands With some children That are gonna die soon <laughs> Um, God, bleak. She does things like, oh, this... She talks about her year, in a way. Does she really show a montage? And it, she does yeah. do a montage, She has, yeah. like, a clip reel, the Queen's best bits. Yeah, and it is, like, what she's done in the year, and it's like, oh, I... <laughs> Went to Butlins last weekend, it was great. <laughs> yeah, and I shook hands with, um... A midget that's about to die. <laughs> Why are they all about to die? <laughs> I don't know, but that seems to be the theme. That, okay. That's what, she just says all that. And then right near the end, she says something about Christmas. She goes, oh, and I hope that all your families will... Get Xboxes. Get Xboxes on this Yuletide time. And yeah. God bless you all, she says at the end, I think. And then she says, peace, I'm out. Word to your and mother. High fives. Boom, 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 save the queen. <laughs> they need to jizz it up a bit, don't they? Save, 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 save me! Oh, yo, are you ready for it then? Pull it up, Queen! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yo, are you ready for me? See, yeah. I think part of the problem with the speech is that it's on at three o'clock, and then it goes on for about seven hours anyway. You're settling in for, you know, a second helping of whatever, and you're kind of, you're ready to go, and it's like... Oh, Queen's are oh, no, I'm busy. She's like the e she's like the elephant in the room, isn't she? <laughs> How dare you speak that way about our monarch? <laughs> <laughs> they should put it later in the evening so that I can finish lunch and then. Yeah, and, uh, I think that's probably why yeah. we've never watched it because it's on then, and also uh, I don't give a shit about the Queen. <laughs> she um, she transmits over multiple channels at the same time. It's like Does when she? like. Um, when you get in films like there's an alien invasion and they take <laughs> over all the screens it's a bit like that she's just like, like taking that in over. a lot of ways at least you know where you are with the queen's speech not like carol yeah. singing 
Oh, I thought you were going to say not like an alien invasion. <laughs> not like an alien invasion. <laughs> Both Carol singing the Queen's speech and alien invasion are equally intrusive on Christmas Day. Yeah, they, they definitely are. Get rid of them. Yeah. Aliens, fuck off. <laughs> Queen, fuck off. Everyone just started running. Carol singers, fuck Gosh. off, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Christmas <laughs> ultimatum. I think as an extra snap to the Queen, you should record it and then delete it. <laughs> Without watching it. And then you could send her a email with all the discarded data <laughs> send it back I don't know I'm on about <laughs> take your speech on the fourth day of Christmas my true love gave to me four wrapping centers Christmas time is an amazing time for loads and loads of tat and in my house one of the classic bits of tats that we bring out every single year is a Santa uh, that's wearing glasses sunglasses and you turn it on on the bottom and then when you clap near it it does a wrap wow it's amazing wrapping Santa is a constant uh, source of fun in our house but there's a lot of kind of tat that you get uh, for Christmas in presents what sort of stuff have you received in the past most recently last Christmas uh, Dan gave me his heart yeah classic (laughs) no most recently I got a key ring with a digital photo frame in it (laughs) Um, which (laughs) even though that's quite a normal gift that's just inherently funny it is funny absolutely useless I know and it's on the shelf of all my ever useful gifts Um, <laughs> like uh, the clock that shines the light on the ceiling and things like that. <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, again, it's just uh. the sort of thing where it's almost like a burden. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really interested to know how you deal with this kind of thing, Rich. So imagine, if you will, that I am going to give you a uh, digital photo frame keyring and show me how you would uh, react to that without hurting my feelings but inevitably you're going to be quite disappointed okay Rich I got you this amazing present I really hope you like it here you go oh thanks ah it's a bit small (laughs) (laughs) alright see what it is wait till you see what it is Ah, I'm unwrapping it now oh wow that's amazing i can like do you like it yeah oh it, it works with max as well yeah you thought about i thought that, you'd like you? it because uh, i know you love photos yeah. and i know you love keys and i can put that on my keys and see all my friends whenever i want because if you, if you don't like it you can take it back no no that's amazing i'm gonna put it somewhere really safe and get it yeah. out later on when you're not here oh okay it's so but you good. do like it yeah i love it oh i can't wait to open that and explore <laughs> the features that's fantastic all right i think you're laying it on a little bit thick now it's becoming it's unbelievable start, rich it was a good try <laughs> i was believing it at the start it's mainly because i think i've had that exact reaction from something i gave to rich once that tone of voice was right <laughs> the thing is that's right exactly what i was thinking have every reaction to a present we've given you been a lie <laughs> The thing is that essentially every present reaction is a lie because <laughs> it's a, such a non-realistic thing to do to like react to something like that. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean, actually. It's like a, a ceremony. <laughs> yeah, You do have to overdo your delight at opening the present, don't you? It's like when we had the family round in the olden days and Grandma was like... He's, like you always have to explain to Graham what that was, don't you? <laughs> it's an MP3 player. Plays music. It's a Santa, Grandma, and look, it does a rap. <laughs> yeah. What's a what's a rap? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, one year I got given a. It was a Christmas novelty tie, but I got it on Christmas Day. Okay. I mean, I wasn't going to wear it, but you know, there was still no practical application for it, and for at least a year. <laughs> you didn't wear it on the day then. Come on, it was Christmas. I was drunk. I couldn't have put a tie on. I was enticed in uh, Hawkins by a uh, tie with a keyboard a working keyboard on it wow. by, uh, I had to I had to steal myself away and not buy it because I thought I'd turn into a twat yeah but that does sound quite <laughs> you good you would have but I'd have loved yeah, that imagine that working piano on your tie Brilliant. you would be the dick wouldn't you with the, with the novelty tie but it would be awesome yeah. I think they need to make an auto-tune tie Ooh. where you there's a little microphone coming out of the crest of the tie that's not a thing <laughs> well, out of the knots you have microphone like and uh, it's like you know lift on your uh, auto tune tie and the party songs yeah. begin 
Ah, I'm wearing a tie. <laughs> and the rest of the tie is just one big speaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd love mum. Pass me the potatoes. <laughs> All right, well, let's simulate what dinner in also tune tie family household would be like. Charlie, would you like some more potatoes? No, thank you. But perhaps if you could just pass me another slice of turkey. <laughs> Ooh, turkey. May I interject? Somebody pass me the stuffing. Question, can you pass me the stuffing? <laughs> yes. Man, I really love that tie. Who bought you the tie? <laughs> it was... You, I know, I got one too. We're having the best Christmas ever. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. <laughs> nice. And that's what it would be like if you auto-tuned Christmas. <laughs> Tune in next week. Oh. <laughs> On the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five gold Bing Crosby, greatest Christmas singer. This is a statement of fact. Uh, when I was little, uh, one of the albums used to have on at Christmas time. It was called Christmas with Bing. And uh, it was kind of classic Christmas hits like Frosty the Snowman and uh, Little Drummer Boy, just sung by uh, Bing Crosby with a kind of orchestral backing. If I hear that now, it's just Christmas. Now, Charlie, you do a Bing Crosby voice. Do I? Sing some of that to me now. Come, they told him, pa-ra-pa-pom-pom. good stuff. You have to sound slightly like you're not sure what you're doing. I think to get the bing sound it's true it's true it's a difficult one low singing lots of vibrato and definitely if there's some sort of rhythm to the song ignore that because that's that's the way crooners work it's true casual disregard for any kind of rhythm (laughs) or melody and that's the true spirit of Christmas so what what is it you like about bing Charlie is it his uh, avuncular charm I think it partly is that and just I think it's just because I listen to it's one of those things kind of growing up every Christmas it would just be that album on yeah. repeat in my house why is he called Bing <laughs> I don't know I think he <laughs> didn't name. he like um, create like a search engine or something oh yeah that was it yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the origins of Bing are it's because in the olden days uh, people used to come to him with lots of questions about anything at all mainly pornography and in the end he was like oh for god's sakes right I'm setting up a website where people can put these <laughs> questions into mainly pornography you made the first search engine the first one was paper based <laughs> <laughs> you PM. wrote him a question on a slip of paper and then he drew you some boobs. <laughs> and then it just got a bit more sophisticated after that. He was called Bing because his parents nicknamed it after he'd always like join in with the microwave when it had finished. <laughs> like, and they're yeah. like, that boy's got a set of lungs on him. <laughs> Singing along to the microwave. <laughs> I'm going to send him to performing art school. Can you imagine the audition? It's like, wait a minute, three minutes to go. <laughs> what are you going to perform today? Uh, chicken tikka masala <laughs> when you're ready bing oh great so we've established how great bing is but and you know he's, he's probably my vote for the ambassador for christmas but who would you see as being a, a better you know spirit of christmas to have if one person could stand up who isn't santa and say i embody christmas who would you pick um i'm gonna have to say Safian stevens do you aware of the work of Safian stevens yeah he's released about 107 christmas albums he's actually done one christmas album but it is a five disc spectacular uh lots and lots of songs a christmas essay stickers the works wow an it's essay. amazing that man loves christmas he sounds really thorough it, he's thorough is right <laughs> Now, he's certainly a cool ambassador for Christmas. Yeah. Um, maybe like an evil ambassador for Christmas would be Cliff Richard. Yeah. Because he's done a hell of a lot of Christmas material. He has. And still, no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, Ladies of a certain age do. Apart from, we'll let him have Saviour's Day because that is a classic. I was going to say, that was his... And that's mainly for the video, to be honest, when he's running along the top of... Is it Dirtle Door or somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. But it's not a very Christmassy song song though is it really he doesn't mention christmas the problem is it's about like the religious side of christmas and to be honest in an actual christmas song that's usually a bit of a downer (laughs) it's true (laughs) we want the crass commercialism yeah cliff richard climaxed when he released a single that was literally 
the Lord's Prayer to song. <laughs> that was um, what his whole career had culminated yeah, in, really, no. wasn't it? It was no summer holiday, was it? No, it <laughs> yeah, from look at his career from summer holiday to the Lord's Prayer set to music. What a trajectory! So, are you are you re- nominating him as the anti-Christmas then? Yeah, right? he's like the anti-Christmas ambassador. Okay. And and who's anti-Christmas? Um, anti-Christmas. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Delia um, Yeah <laughs> She makes a mean Christmas cake I imagine Or maybe Nigella Nah She makes a sexy Christmas cake It would cake, be a sexy I Christmas imagine. cake Well maybe Jamie Oliver He makes a pack of Christmas cake Or maybe Gordon <laughs> Ramsay He makes a fucking good Christmas cake <laughs> Let's go through all the chefs And say their catchphrase Or maybe Heston Blumenthal He makes a cat made out of a Christmas cake <laughs> Or maybe the hairy bikers, they make a hairy Christmas cake. Well, that is my favourite Christmas activity. <laughs> Going round the ce- celebrity chefs and commenting on their most prevalent characteristic <laughs> on how they'd make a cake. And then Marco Pierre White would make a cake. That was French. That was intimidating. <laughs> I don't even know who he is. Uh, I don't really. John Tarot would make one with Tourette's. Has he got Tourette's? No. <laughs> what? On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six banging mixtapes. One of my favourite Christmases ever was when I was about fourteen, and my family uh, went off to church in the morning, and me and my brother Tristan uh, decided to stay behind. And because we had the house to ourselves, we took that opportunity to fire up my turntables and banging sound system and have a banging Christmas mix of the latest hip-hop and garage tracks (laughs) really loud with all the windows open to take advantage of the uh, no-volume control policy while my mum was away. Wow. And that is how I spent Christmas morning 2001. Yeah! Yeah, garage scene. (laughs) What do you think about that? That sounds appalling. I can really imagine that now. Were there any of them Christmas-themed? No. And that was almost one of the best things about it, that we were just thinking, right, it's Christmas. Christmas morning, let's stick on some banging beats. It was a surprise <laughs> Christmas move, wasn't it? It was. No one was expecting you to do it, but you bloody did it. was a surprise it. for everyone. No one's expecting a hip-hop Christmas, are they? No, <laughs> and that's what he's giving them. Some old ladies down the street will start, like, um, raving, sort of chatting about it and going, oh, did you hear number six are having a hip-hop Christmas? <laughs> Apparently it's all the rage. <laughs> So, have, have you guys ever done anything incongruous with Christmas? Or what would you like to do uh, for Christmas Day that wouldn't be quite the traditional Christmas? I'd quite like to go go-karting. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah. Festive go-karts. Because, you know, I think what the critical thing here is that you need to fill the awkward gap between opening some presents in the morning and having dinner yeah for some reason it feels like a black hole of eternity doesn't it it's that kind of after lunch really i think for, in my family after lunch and dinner what the hell are you gonna do yeah <laughs> how the hell are we gonna what like the hell are we gonna do it's like a wasteland it's like you're willing the day to end we yeah. need something go to go karting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make a banging mixtape so my parents are always like let's go for a nice Christmas day walk in the countryside it's like well how's it changed since the day before let's go karting <laughs> that sounds like a much yeah, better that's idea yeah the thing yeah let's do something fun yeah. maybe like tree climbing yeah um, laser quest Laser Quest, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> yes, Christmas Laser Quest would be absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah, I think you'd have to do it in Santa hats though the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be something unusual that you don't do any other day of the year, doesn't it? Yeah. Make it a bit of a festive treat. Although I did do a mixtape every day of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. I'd like to do a banging rave mixtape in like IKEA on Christmas Day. In IKEA? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because <laughs> that place is a massive warehouse, so you could have yeah. quite a party in there. Yeah, you could have a good party. Good, yeah. And you could, like, trash all the show rooms, but it doesn't matter because it's just IKEA. Big shout out to Billy the Bookcase. This one's for you. <laughs> like, this one goes out to my peeps on the Malmo sofa. <laughs> you know where it's comfy. Yeah, you know where it's comfy. <laughs> it's only 200 quid at the moment. <laughs> Write it down with your little pencil. Halfway down, there's a crack den instead of the canteen. <laughs> With some flat back heroin. <laughs> flat back um, heroin. There could be uh, like t- 
ticker tape falling from the ceiling, which is those um, tape measures. And uh, if you want to be a bit taller than you actually are, you could stand on the catalogues. <laughs> when does that come up at a rave? I do. <laughs> this, this rave is great, but I wish I was a little taller. <laughs> I can't see over the heads of the crowd to the right bookcase that I want. Maybe we could turn the pencils into glow sticks. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pipe dream. It's just a good pipe idea. Dream. Do you know what the problem with IKEA is? They're not prepared for a rave at all. <laughs> they're really not, are they? <laughs> a rave could happen at any moment. Spontaneous rave in IKEA would end badly, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be um, a brilliant protest, wouldn't it? Just start a house party yeah. in IKEA. A rave is a very effective protest, isn't it? Really, it's like a, a musical protest. And play some satirical banging house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to learn a new skill on Christmas Day. <laughs> Would you? Because what? Christmas Day is often wasted doing indulgent things. You're I right. want to do something new, like um, learn how to sign language. Okay. I could uh, go to sleep and listen to lots of self-help CDs. Yeah. That'd be a good way to spend Christmas. You could you could spend Christmas morning indulgently stuffing your face and uh, getting lots of presents and all that kind of stuff, and then Christmas afternoon listening to self help tapes about dieting and uh, yeah. you know getting rid of material possessions. I thought you were going to say like puking it all up again <laughs> and then yeah, giving can... it to the homeless. <laughs> what the puke? <laughs> the last thing they need. Put that on the B list, shall we, Rich? Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that one on the maybe pile. <laughs> On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven stocking stuffers. It was always a tradition in our family that when you have a stocking, out of the top would poke a... <laughs> sounds a bit sinister so far, doesn't it? Does, it does, a knife. <laughs> Something would poke out of the top and it would usually right. be like a teddy bear when you were younger or like when I grew up, there's like an action man sticking out of the top. When you grew was, up? Yeah. <laughs> like when you're 20. <laughs> so last Christmas. No, yeah. I was really quickly going through the cycles of life then, Dan. <laughs> oh, okay. You didn't understand. So, like, it began with things like soft toys. Yeah. And then other toys. And yeah. then now there's nothing. Oh. Uh, but it was a nice stocking stuffer. That was the tradition in our family, but, you know, there's lots of other stuff you need to stuff the stocking up with to give a nice base to the cherry on top as it were certainly i mean a lot of the stocking is just padding out isn't it really because mm. if you get a stocking and it's all sort of limp and flaccid then <laughs> forget about it i'm going back to bed <laughs> so what else do you have in there well last year i think i was at home last year my my parents did me a stocking which was great oh, yeah i think nice. it was entirely filled with snacks nice yeah cool just nothing but snacks it was great see my parents do me a stocking when I go back as well which I love and I would yeah. never say I'm too old for one give <laughs> us a stocking yeah it's a highlight of Christmas and so um, what I normally get though now is uh, toiletries deodorant pants, yeah. deodorant yeah you know the drill yeah. I know it <laughs> shaving blades yeah exactly. heroin heroin yeah just all the basics <laughs> but then but then always you have the token satsuma in there somewhere and yeah. you can't rest until you find it because it will be there but why is it at the bottom <laughs> why suddenly on Christmas day all the ethics of backpacking goes out of the window <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> and it's a complete free for all <laughs> next they'll be putting a box of eggs at the bottom yeah absolute anarchy imagine like Mr Tesco like his wife's got him a stocking or something. He's like, oh, you put the eggs on the bottom. <laughs> Why is he getting eggs? I don't know. But Well, Mr. Tesco would just get stuff from the store anyway, wouldn't he? He so would, probably, yeah. probably would get eggs. He'd just um, get a little club card wrapped up. And it's like, there's a thousand <laughs> big boys on that one. Don't spend it all at once. <laughs> It'd be really disappointing being um, a child of Mr. Tesco, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's just club card points. <laughs> he just gives club, club card, card points, points to everyone. All right, there you go. You get a... Uh, 20% off L'Oreal products. He uses it as a form of child discipline. It's like, you know, you've lost 10 club card points, Joey. <laughs> Get back on the naughty step. He uses those cages they have the food in. 
like, <laughs> to imprison children. Threats. But you're right, the orange is a staple. And where did that come from? Because I thought growing up that that was something specific to my family because my mum uh, likes healthy eating, that kind of thing. And so I thought... She's an ambassador for oranges. She's, a, she's an ambassador <laughs> for oranges. And so I thought that was just me. But no, everyone has it, don't they? Everyone does an orange in the stocking. So yeah. why? Where did it come from? Isn't it a bit like the Chris Stingle thing? Because that's an orange as well, isn't it? It is. Is this some sort of conspiracy? It's a, it's a, it's a conspiracy by the church to make everybody buy more oranges. Are we saying, Charlie, that the whole of the church has been set up purely to facilitate the sale of oranges at a specific <laughs> time of year? <laughs> Is it a Christmas conspiracy? Because as well as Santa, there's like just behind him one house back. Satsuma fairy comes down. <laughs> Satsuma fairy. <laughs> like, what? Screw up what Santa's done. Look at this. Presents. Damn you. Have some healthy eating. It's, it's, it's the last thing you want on Christmas morning because you kind of get then you kind of you either been to the pub on Christmas Eve and you're hungover, or you're just kind of half asleep and you go, "What I could really do with now is some fresh fruit uh, in the form of a satsuma." I know. <laughs> you kind of go, "I've got chocolate coins here; they'll do nicely." Exactly, it's chocolate coins, and a sat- is that to balance it out? Because the satsuma is like a slap in the face, and the chocolate <laughs> coins is like sort of saying, "Ah, oh, they're there." It's like a blowjob. It's like a blowjob <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> Wow, you've got an interesting sex life. <laughs> <laughs> Slap in the face, blowjob, off to bed. Chocolate coins. Christmas over. <laughs> Christmas over. <laughs> I mean, depending on how good your Christmas day is, is literally what order you find the stuff in your stocking. So if you hit the satsuma first and you feel a bit disappointed, but then you hit the chocolate coins and that's, you know... That's a, that's a win to your day. But if you say you open with the chocolate coins, you want to finish them, and then you just find the Satsuma, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Satsuma is definitely a support act. It's not a headline act, and the stocking should be rearranged to reflect that. On the eighth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me eight shitty crackers. I always find that another key part of Christmas lunch or Christmas dinner, aside from the food, is the crackers that you get. I mean, not only is it the quality of the hat, but more importantly, the jokes and the toy or the gift that's in the cracker. Because, you know, if you've done well, then you've got some sort of really fancy set of crackers and you'll get something that might actually survive the lunchtime playing with. And on some years, I think I actually got like a toy soldier, which didn't even make it through the meal. I think I ripped it apart or something. But <laughs> What a horrible metaphor for the futility of war. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but you know that with like, there'll be the obligatory giant plastic paperclip in there yeah maybe some how do you feel Charlie about a, a small metal puzzle oh this oh every year <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate a small metal puzzle that's made wrong they make it wrong so it doesn't quite work yeah the giant plastic paperclip is made worse by the fact that it's so reminiscent of the one from Microsoft Office yeah and so you're just yet you see it and you become angry automatically it looks like you're having Christmas dinner <laughs> but you've got a crap toy and you're crap <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my life, Clippy. I left work from a break from you. <laughs> like, I disabled you. Go away. Thing is, though, I must say, miniature screwdrivers, I think that's the only place you can get one from a cracker. Yeah, you it's genuinely like, actually need them you can't, sometimes. You can't go you? into B&Q and go, can I have a miniature screwdriver? They'll laugh you out of the shop. They'll go, there's a hundred crackers. Get going. See what you can find. See what you can do a spotlight with them. I don't like it when the snapper doesn't work. The, that sometimes they can get a bit damp. Do you find that? <laughs> what, what are you doing? Damp crackers, no, Dan. Just, uh, Do you soak them first? I, I usually wash them up, yeah. What, what's the problem? Dan blanches them first, and then he <laughs> tries to open them. They're all soggy. He just rips it open in the end. Just to get to the sweet, sweet metallic puzzle it's inside. A, it's, a, it's a drab affair. But I hate <laughs> It's, it's another thing that can disappoint you on Christmas. A disappointing cracker is like a kick in the balls, isn't it, really? It really is. I can't get over across more my loathing for the small metallic puzzle. I just <laughs> I, I really can't mention it enough. Because even if you do try and get them apart, eventually you, you're going to go for brute force, really, aren't you? That's, I think that's the way you <laughs> have to do it. That's probably my tactic to start with. So, so you just go straight in for trying to yank it apart. And it's like, just... what is this? You're like, done. It's like, well, it doesn't work yeah. anymore. Yeah, but they're apart, aren't they? So yeah. I think you'll find that I've solved the puzzle. Have you ever been tempted to get like a hacksaw? No, it's not been that bad. <laughs> I have. Well, and just slit your wrists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've driven me to this metallic puzzle. <laughs> uh, 
hate those things. Thing is, though, like you get the jakes in it as well, and like once yeah. in a blue moon, you make it something that slightly makes you semi-amused. The problem is many because it's they use they've been using the same jokes in Christmas crackers for the last 107 years, so it's you've you've heard them all before. Yeah. So if a buttercup is yellow, what color is a hiccup? Oh yeah. Now that illustrates another point, Charlie. Things that aren't really jokes but are just like things to say exactly like that now that's not a joke no no that's got a punchline what yeah. is the punchline then it's not a rhetorical question it's if a buttercup is yellow what colour is a hiccup what is the what is the thing then purple oh oh that's quite good <laughs> <laughs> see that one I like that, that. I'd, I'd welcome I like that on Christmas day <laughs> yeah definitely oh, see, that, that's the highlight of cracker jokes that's yeah. the best one I've ever seen because what I don't like is sometimes you get like a quirky fact yeah and, you do hmm, Quirky facts can fuck right off. This isn't the time for quirky facts. I want humour with my Christmas lunch. Yeah. I don't want to learn on Christmas. T- no. I mean, and wh- whilst I have a paper hat on, there will be no learning because quite <laughs> clearly it's like a jester's hat. And also sometimes they put in a little quiz question. What do you think about those? I think that's welcome. Let's have a quiz or a riddle. I'm not anti-quiz. No. No. I enjoy a good riddle on Christmas yeah. Day. But keep it light. Hmm. Yeah, let's, let's not have any complex equations. In yeah, there. you know, just know your audience. Tom travels to Lapland um, in a BMW Z series, nineteen ninety six. What's he buying his grand for Christmas? Yeah, it's too much, isn't it? What's the answer to that, incidentally? Um, hummus. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> but you'd need a calculator for that one, Dan, so I forgive yeah, you for you not would. knowing. you're right. I like to wear the hat, though. I know they're Do shit, you? but I don't like it when people don't no, it's wear true. the, the hat. the hat has to go on. Even if it breaks immediately. How long, percentage-wise, will you keep the hat on throughout the rest of the day? I, I always think, you know, up until the Queen's speech, just so you can sit there, and she's got a crown and you've got a crown. <laughs> Do you ever like to uh, push it over your head and wear it like a kind of collar? No, but I like to put it over my eyes. Yeah, that's fine. Cut eye holes? Uh, no. no. Just stab in the eye. <laughs> All right. You wear it a bit like a visor, like the guy from uh, Star Trek. <laughs> like Data. But... No, Geordie LaForge. Oh, Geordie. Data was a robot. The oh, one yeah. in Star Trek who wore a paper crown. You know what I'm <laughs> talking about. <laughs> to be fair, though, if you, if you did customise it a bit like you're saying, Dan, then you could actually just look like anybody in Star Trek. <laughs> it's all Some weird lumps and paper bits and crown in bits. one form or another. <laughs> it's like a dodgy makeup job. It's fine. Do, do you guys have an elderly relative who will then fall asleep in the crown? I have a Klingon I'm going to fall asleep in the crown. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's a bit like an elderly relative. Yeah. I don't know what they're going on about. <laughs> And they look, they're all wrinkly. <laughs> a bit racist. <laughs> Are they Klingons racist? Uh, I, I don't know, that. I just made that up. <laughs> I actually literally have never seen Star Trek. They are now. They are, Klingons are so racist. They actually are quite racist, aren't they? I they think are quite racist, they're, they're, they're a warring race. Yeah. They? I don't like anybody who's not a Klingon. I just yeah. guessed that by looking at them. Does that make me a racist? But they're fictional, Dan, it's less of a problem. You're Klingonist. <laughs> If I'm being Klingonist. <laughs> <laughs> On the ninth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me nine advent letdowns. I'm going to shock you. Ah. <laughs> Thanks. I've not had an advent calendar for at least the last five years. What? Because... Basically, they're a massive letdown. Yeah. Chocolate is generally subpar. They're in the same school as Easter eggs, aren't they? As in, they can get away with terrible quality chocolate. Mm. So, by God, do they do that. And, like, I used to eat chocolate, like, at seven in the morning, but not now. Do you think it should be a savoury calendar? Yeah, I think maybe there should be a cornflake in each, behind each (laughs) door. And then on the 25th, you get the milk. (laughs) And then you can eat... Wow. Yeah, if you're poor and desperate, you just eat all the flakes and then have a drink of milk on Christmas Day. <laughs> Wash it all down. Well, you want those tiny little pots of UHT milk that you yeah. get. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, would yeah. also be a letdown. Advent calendars are massive letdowns, aren't they? Because either you've got the chocolate variety or there is the picture variety. And the less said about that, the See, better. See, that's what I used to have when I was little. And picture variety, like my friends would have the chocolate one and I had the picture one. And it, 
minutes. It's like being stabbed in the heart. Like, <laughs> mm, I had delicious chocolate this morning in my advent calendar. You're like, well, A, it's poor quality chocolate, but that's a side issue. I had a picture of Jesus today. Yeah. But I still get one. I I have one every year. I've got one right now. I've got a Toy Story calendar this year. Okay. It's great. Uh, the chocolate's horrible, but it's just a nice feeling. Thing to, to do to count down the days. But we should we should um, create brand new advent calendars. Should we? Yeah, we should. All right, uh, let's do that. Reinvent the wheel. Okay. I think this has probably been done, but like a personal message behind each door oh, that nice. plays by audio, like a novelty birthday card thing. Personal message from who? Maybe your spouse yeah. or partner mm-hmm. or mother or father yeah. or brethine or sisterine. Or stranger on the street. Record it for you in a shop and then it gets made and then you give oh, it to I your see. friend. And it's like, keep going... You know, 24 days left. <laughs> you can make it. Remember the tree. Bye. <laughs> and then a different message each day. Uh, darling, can you pick up some milk later? Thanks. <laughs> Bye. That'd be a disappointment when you open that day, wouldn't it? Because you've got to think up 25 different phrases, haven't you? It's quite daunting, isn't it? Hard. Yeah. I don't like this idea anymore. <laughs> well, we need to get them recorded by celebrities, really, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. Peter Andre. Peter Andre be up for it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe we could p- put um, flaps over all of his orifices. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Wait, So you open up 24, but it's his bum hole or something. Yeah, but something pleasant comes out or something. It's the smell of lilacs because it's the intercorruptible body of a saint. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to stop name-checking Peter Andre. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's your fault, Rich. <laughs> well, who else? Who else could be good to record a personal message in a calendar? Santa. Yeah. Yes. He's a celebrity. Superman. He lives at the North Pole. Yeah. One one day, Santa. The next day, Superman. And they do it in shifts. Christmas Day, they do a joint message. Yeah. In <laughs> harmony. <laughs> they, they sing a duet. <laughs> From all of us here at the North Pole, <laughs> I've been Santa and I've, I've been, been Superman. Superman. Have a bloody great Christmas. But, but Superman is playing the bongos bit with, <laughs> with the moon and the sun. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Santa, in his days, would give you like clues to what your presence might be and then Superman would just give you... Uh, <laughs> X-ray vision. Just, oh, <laughs> he'd give you some powers. Yeah, X-ray vision. Ideal. Like, I can yeah, see what my presents good. are. Screw you, Santa. <laughs> re- re- <laughs> really disappointing, the Santa days. He's like, here's a mug of tea. Oh, F off, Santa. Here's a cake. Oh, yeah. great. Yesterday I got x-ray vision. <laughs> oh, poor Santa's been made increasingly redundant by Superman. uh, Superman's <laughs> presence at the North Pole, hasn't he, really? Yeah. It's Superman, he's trying to edge him out. He's come there, set up a house and called it the Fortress of Solitude and he's just trying to get rid of Santa. <laughs> he's only called it that so chicks will dig him because he's lonely. <laughs> he's just hinting to Santa that he should leave him alone and go away and move somewhere else. <laughs> I think we should have it so like there's 25 trials. <laughs> oh. Like, you know when... Um, what was it? Hercules had to do the 12. Yeah, but he only had to do 12 and he's a demigod. <laughs> yeah, and well, we've got to do 25. You're a human and you've got to do 25, but they're not quite as epic. You know, you haven't was got it like, to... Make yourself a cup of tea. <laughs> well, no, a bit more than that. Somewhere in the middle of it's make yourself a cup of tea and slaying a cyclops. Yeah, somewhere between basically. those two. All right, Rich, what's day one then? Okay. Day one is like befriend a stranger. Double points if you befriend a cyclops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Double friends if you... And points mean presents. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And now you can double all your presents <laughs> on this next question. Yeah. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me ten Poundland baubles. The best place to buy all of your Christmas decorations and presents is Poundland. <laughs> uh, so apologies to anyone who I'm buying presents for this year, but you're in for a treat. Damn you. <laughs> I love Poundland because they have the most extensive Christmas selection. Come uh, maybe like midway through September, half of the shop is just sacrificed to give way for their Christmas selection. It turns into Santa's Grotto at that time of year, Yeah, it? essentially. But everything's a pound. You, they sell, they literally sell Christmas trees. Shit ones, but for a pound. They sell decorations shit ones but for a pound they sell stockings shit ones but for a pound the list goes on do you feel like they've sacrificed their integrity in some way by <laughs> shoving out everything that was once before just to make way for christmas 
No, because <laughs> their um, raison d'etre is to sell things for a pound. And That's they true. are still satisfying that criteria. So in my eyes, they are squeaky clean. And they get the penters in uh, because it's just as much fun to buy cheap things as it is to go, that's a pound, that's a pound, <laughs> that's a pound. Hang yeah. on, how much is this? That's a pound. Yeah. That's just as that's fun. That's part of the fun, isn't it? But then it? confusingly, they sometimes mix it up with three for a pound, and I don't support that. Oh, yeah, because that's... that's like 33.3 recurring. Yeah, because you look at, you go in there and you see a lion bar and you think is that lion bar going to cost me a pound <laughs> then you see that they are lion bars from uh the middle east uh two years out of date they're about five for a pound and then you think fine i'll have five <laughs> but what if you want just one is that going to cost you a pound i mean does every transaction at the till have to cost a pound yeah i just don't think they have anything else in the till to be honest charlie they lit their float is literally just pounds <laughs> yeah There's nothing else but yeah so do you guys ever do any christmas shopping in poundland i have done in the past and i think it is a cracking place to go it is get some crackers um <laughs> or yeah like something really cheap like uh we've been decorating our office this year yeah with one pound pound land battery operated lights mate i've done exactly the same thing i love those battery operated lights i know there's something unique about battery operated lights i haven't seen these i feel like i'm missing out what i like about them they're leds aren't they they are Ooh. what i think is the main difference is that traditional bulb lights have that kind of warm Christmassy glow whereas LEDs are like piercing into your very soul yeah, with uh, chilling Christmas fear piercing the soul of Christmas it's like an evil snowman on a rampage with like ice vision but I love them because they're a pound I think Superman would use them in the Fortress <laughs> yeah. of Solitude as well brighten up the Fortress of Solitude a bit <laughs> you've got to pick um, what you're going to buy from Poundland carefully though Rich because as you said crackers I would buy my crackers from Poundland because you have to make a good investment in crackers if you're going to get a good return. I'll, I'll buy tinsel from Poundland in a heartbeat. Would you say you'd sacrifice your heart for tinsel <laughs> in Poundland? No, because no, they don't have the capacity to accept it at the till. They're like, they're like, actually, this isn't a pound; it's your heart. <laughs> you can either remove it yourself, or we'll do it the hard way. Excuse me, do you accept hearts? No, it's Poundland. <laughs> you get a Heartland next door. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve. Can I use this as legal tender? <laughs> yes, in Heartland, but that's next door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and here's your change, your sleeve. <laughs> that's where wham go christmas shopping do you accept lungs nine no is this heartland last christmas i gave you my lung and the very next day you developed emphysema happy christmas i pulled it out and sent it with some blood spelling i love you amen <laughs> <laughs> All I want for Christmas is lungs. <laughs> On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 11 dull relations. One of the many minefields of Christmas Day seems to be the fact that you have to have family round. It's about the only time of the year that you have to see them. So it's you don't know them well enough to have an easy conversation with. So you have to sit there in sort of an awkward silence and make polite conversation. But certainly when I was younger, um, you know, you've just got a really awesome present and all you want to do is go away somewhere else and play with it. You're not allowed to see the present, it's in another room. But you've got to maintain a polite conversation about, you know, what, how so it's cold outside. Your house does a kind of present quarantine. Yeah, it's like, no, you have to finish hanging out with the relatives first oh. and then when they leave, you can go and play with... Is your dad Mr Tesco? <laughs> if only, Rich, if only. You can go and play a game, but I'll dock you a hundred club card points. <laughs> It's your choice. <laughs> and if you're not behaving well, then you won't get any computers for school vouchers either. <laughs> or, or the other problem is when your relatives are there, they kind of, there's sort of a family ritual which you kind of get sucked into and it's, mm. it goes on for hours and is, is slightly kind of, you know, every sort of family has some sort of thing, routine they get into for Christmas when everyone comes to visit. Like, uh, sure. my grandmother, she used to give out the presents, used to write a poem for everybody. Oh, uh, that's lovely. You say that, but they didn't rhyme and they went to... <laughs> <laughs> so there would be about 25 people and each person would have a five minute poem. Oh, really? So you'd be there for about four hours and you only got one present. And one poem. And you'd have to sit there for the other three hours, 45 minutes while it was nothing to do with you and listen to and appreciate the other poems. It's, it's a really nice gesture but when you're sort of seven 
you have to sit there and it's like you don't give a shit about poems you just want to go and play Mega Drive it's a bit like being in a doctor's waiting room the doctor's yeah. father Christmas <laughs> and a random person's reciting you a poem <laughs> yeah it is you can't escape because there's something good coming I'm glad you received my analogy there. Yeah, because it's not a very good analogy, really. Because when you're in the doctor's waiting room, you're not really waiting for something good, generally. Unless you're maybe going for a uh, breast enhancement. We'll get the all clear from a test. Yeah, that's how I like to spend my Christmas anyway. Yeah. Going to get tested for diseases I know I don't have. <laughs> good times. Yeah, but yeah, I know what you mean, Charlie. I think it's generally uh, the elderly relatives are the problem, aren't they? I mean, you're kind of you're getting their coats off the hooks and handing them to them like sort of ten minutes after lunch and going, "Well, it really was lovely to see you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think they're about to go, and then your heart sinks when they say, "Shall we play a game?" <laughs> well, the best you can hope for is that the Christmas dinner sinks in and they go to sleep or die. <laughs> no, go to sleep <laughs> or die. Let's play anagrams. Right, I'm going to stab her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor elderly relatives. That'll be us one day. I can't wait. I'm going to hold up the rest of the proceedings with glee. (laughs) What? With, oh, the, with the with the program glee, the program glee. <laughs> yeah. let's just watch glee pop it on the telly between no, every christmas i watch glee between each present <laughs> Can we, between each present we need to watch an episode of glee which was a program that we used to watch oh. 50 years ago do we have to <laughs> yes charlie but i don't want to <laughs> it's too much auto-tune no that's your tie that's my tie i'm wearing <laughs> no, no sorry that was my tie oh would you like to watch glee <laughs> I really want one of these now. <laughs> Me too. But I forgot that we made them up. For a minute yeah, I was just thinking, I I'm going to buy one. And then I'll know they're not real. <laughs> like, all up for it then. I think tie manufacturers and synth manufacturers... Listen up. Listen up. <laughs> <laughs> we need some kind of cooperation between the two of them, don't we, really? Yeah. Because those are two industries which don't usually get together. <laughs> Maybe we need to organise the Christmas party of Tyrac and Moog synthesizers to be in the same venue. They'll get talking. The next thing we know... Uh, ooh, buy a new product! Here's an auto-tune unit for your Tyrac. Yeah. <laughs> It's my Tyrac mounted auto tune unit. Tacky Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that one can't go in. Yeah, I know. a little, 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 nice one, one. little one for us. Yeah. I can go in the extras. Yeah, I might put it in anyway. <laughs> yeah, so why, why are people so dull? Well, that's a big question. What's the deal with that? Well, how, what, what's some survival tips? What can you do to get around them? Like fiddle around with some bits of wrapping paper? Or in my house, we used to have a fire. Yeah, watch the fire. Throw yourself on the fire. <laughs> Throw yourself on the fire. <laughs> just fall asleep. Overeat at lunchtime and just and then time yeah. disappears. Just go in a coma for the whole day. <laughs> and then when they've gone, get someone to do a special wink. And then you get awake. Now, Rich, have you ever... Do you know what a coma is? Yeah. It's like wink murder. <laughs> I'm not sure that you can just go in and out of them at will. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me twelve Christmas routers. When it comes to decorating my house for Christmas, something that really comes into its own as a Christmas decoration is my wireless router. It is an absolute festive treat. I put some little tinsel around it and it's got all these green blinking lights on the front and it looks blinking amazing because that's the thing the wireless router is cold and oppressive during the year exactly but then it comes into its own doesn't yeah, it yeah giving out festive internet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have these little angels that i put on top of it poundland angels obviously course, and they yeah. sit on top of the router the angels of the router the angels of the router they give you an excellent connection all around the house so i mean what else do you use to decorate your house with then decorate it with something like that's like a robin you could kill a robin (laughs) and just put it on the mantelpiece (laughs) or the least fatal approach would be to take a picture of a robin and sellotape it to the wall Take, that's the thing, you could take a picture of any festive scene. Rich, you're moving into a new house soon, aren't you? Is this how you plan to decorate your house? <laughs> yeah. No, I've also thought about just, like, killing anything that's green, red or gold <laughs> and then hanging it somewhere. <laughs> you could kill it by hanging it. 
I could get some PVA glue that's just lying around yeah. and uh, create a PVA glue suit and attach nets <laughs> to it, festive nets, all over the suit. And what is that? <laughs> that's a festive net it's suit. A, it's a nut, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. <laughs> this begs the question, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know when PVA dries, it turns into, like, material to make yeah, a suit yeah. out of? <laughs> yeah, I know that, yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. But with nuts. <laughs> nuts. It's festive. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> oh, PVA nut suit. Oh. <laughs> It sounds like the name of a man. <laughs> I'm PVA Nutsuit. <laughs> nice to meet you. PVA Nutsuit. <laughs> a couple of middle names. <laughs> yeah, it's Peter Vince Allen Nutsuit. <laughs> <Peter Vince. laughs> Call me PVA Nutsuit. <laughs> what are you wearing, PVA Nutsuit? Oh, I'm glad you've asked. <laughs> You're attracting the squirrels. Take it off. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, well, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> but one of the best things about the digital age is everything in your house is full of uh, flashing yeah. lights. Yeah, true. isn't it? Turn off your lights in your main hub uh, of electronics, which is probably your living room, maybe. Turn off your lights on any given day, and you'll be greeted to a Christmas festive scene. I like to put the TV on standby, yeah. and then put two holly leaves either side of the red <laughs> light LED. That's nice to create a like a holly. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> Christmas is all about putting things on standby and generally wasting electricity. Yes, it is, isn't it? Because Christmas is really about waste in every context. So if you're not wasting something you're not doing it right then you're wasting my time yeah well what's your house looking like at the moment is it all properly kitted out we've not decorated the house yet actually dan oh really why not well because i was waiting for this podcast to get some ideas oh right so pva nuts so pva nuts <laughs> tinsel on the router these are sound like song names tinsel on the router <laughs> Holly on the standby. <laughs> Is that old Bing Crosby classic? <laughs> yeah. Tinsel on the router. <laughs> Tinsel on the router. What's your house looking like, Charlie? My office, they've got a tree and they've got Christmas decorations in the windows. They're kind of, they're lights, they're sort of balls of like Christmas tree lights. But most of them are too far from plugs, so they just hang in the windows and they're not lit up. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. <laughs> it is depressing. You want to get some of those um, battery-powered LED Superman's eyes staring into your very soul Poundland lights, Charlie. Yeah. I do, I do. They're only a pound. Or what you could do, if you're concerned about... Um, wasting electricity and things you could also get one of these wind up dynamo torches yeah you could employ a festive elf to just wind the torch <laughs> up in your room yeah <laughs> be a bit weird how would you go about employing a festive elf job center yeah plus yeah plus gotta be plus you'd have to put an advert on the internet somewhere wouldn't you yeah like on google yeah wanted Elf to crank torch. Job spec. 95% of the time you'll be cranking a torch. 5% of the time you'll be making awkward chit-chat with your master. <laughs> Bring your own hat. No time wasters, please. <laughs> and underneath there's a, a special Google image and it's like, this is the 25th anniversary of festivals. <laughs> Google providing festivals <laughs> 25 years you've got Google Mail Google Calendar Google Documents Google Festival <laughs> send a message to a festival chat with festivals in your area today <laughs> our elves are waiting for your call Candy's 22 <laughs> she's been building trains in Sanders workshop all day time to unwind with, with a wind up torch <laughs> Sign up today to our National Elf Service for a quick and speedy hey. toy discovery. <laughs> you knew it was coming. Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> You've been listening to Flat 29's 12 Days of Christmas, devised and performed by Flat 29, with thanks to Emily Davis and Rich's dad for the piano. Now, let me just put on my tie. Merry Christmas!
Christmas from flat 29 Merry Christmas from flat 29 And we hope you get for Christmas 12 Christmas routers 11 dull relations 10 pound land baubles 9 advent letdowns 8 shitty crackers 7 stocking stuffers 6 banging mixtapes 5 gold beans Wrapping Santas Three Queen's Quips Two Singing Chumps And a Yuletide MP3We've been Flat 29 and we've had a lot of fun this Christmas but while you're tucking into your Christmas turkey please spare a thought for Superman in his Fortress of Solitude in the North Pole. He's decorated the whole thing from Poundland and it looks frankly tacky. But as the name suggests he is alone this Christmas so whilst you're sitting here with your loved ones (laughs) spare a thought for the solitary tear that rolls down his face. As he sits on his giant <laughs> ice throne, drawing power from the yellow sun. So please, give what you can to the Superman Loneliness Fund. P.O. Box 159, the North Pole. Or alternatively, commit a crime and he'll be there. Or alternatively, hire an elf to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, one Have and a all. Good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. Bye.